Hey, everybody. This is Rob Liefeld. You are listening to Rob Observations. We have a very special episode of Rob Observations today. It's uh, it's kind of like my live concert footage, live audio concert footage. When I go to, except it's not a concert. Uh, so when I, you know, over the years, I've done a lot of different panels at different shows, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, New York, Cincinnati, Boston, you name it, Texas, all over Texas, Houston, Dallas. And uh, being in the business now almost 35 years, I really enjoyed them. And uh, I think hopefully you'll see today one of the reasons why I enjoy them is I'm, I uh, I try and engage the audience as much as I possibly can. I grew up attending uh, panels, and I think a lot of you guys have seen this, Where uh, and some of my favorites uh, kind of had had trouble rising to even an audible mumble. And there was one guy, I won't, I won't say, but he, he was actually, you know, one, one uh, a favorite. But man, was he boring at a panel. So I try to make my panels exciting. And the great thing about this panel that I recorded just about, uh, just under two weeks ago at New York, uh, was, uh, covers a lot of ground, how I got into the business, uh, inspirations for Deadpool, uh, rivalries with other artists, advice for the Q and A's. There's a Q and A built in here. I, I, uh, again, we cover a lot of ground. Um, uh, my, my kid, you know, given, given Ben Stiller, Deadpool's money. So look, there's a whole lot of that and more. So hang on. And I've always wanted to say this <laughs> and it doesn't quite fit, but I'm going to make it fit live from New York. Here is Rob Liefeld. All right. Enjoy. Voice memo. Boom. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. My flies aren't open. That's good. Okay. I got a mic. I'm pretty loud. I'm very loquacious as well. Okay. Uh, new recording. There we go. Here we go. Okay. We are now recording this amazing panel. Maybe I can upload it to an episode of Observations. Maybe I can. Okay. And here's the deal. My glasses make me look even even older than I am, and I am old. Okay, guys, uh, you are here for a panel about me and something called X-Force, which was something I dreamed up when I was a kid. And X-Force spawned a character named Cable and Deadpool and Domino and Shatterstar and five million sales. And uh, it changed my life in ways that you would never possibly imagine. Um, And it was all because Marvel just kept kept saying, sure, why not? Sure, why not? Sure, (laughs) it's when they give you a ramshackle, broken down shanty house. And they go, you, no. They said, if you fix it, great. If not, we're gonna cancel it. And I said, okay, because I didn't want to do the better job they had offered me. And that was uh, 1988, okay? Because there's a reason if you go by that 90s compilation from Marvel, see, I'm, I'm getting old, it, it, it stuck me. It stuck <laughs> I'm like, well, where's Cable? And then um, I had to be reminded that Cable actually appeared in the 80s. Because I started my career in the 80s. It's crazy. I was hired as a teenager. And I'm going to reenact that for you in a minute. <laughs> and it was a great story. It's, it's, it's truly a great story. It should inspire all of you. My life 
is an inspiration because I should never have achieved the wife that I have, the children that I have, the family that I have, the career that I have, okay? And I share it with everybody. And it's just like, keep doing it. Keep, keep one foot in front of the other and keep going. Just like that Christmas special that one foot in front of the other and you'll be walking out the door. That's in some Santa Claus thing. But it stuck with me as a kid, okay? And I'm like, I'm just gonna keep going forward, okay? So um, I, 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 the, the, the career that I have started in the 80s, which is why cable was introduced in 1989. Somebody told me it was his anniversary yesterday. So he's 32. So that's, that's amazing because really if cable didn't work, none of it worked. None of it worked. But uh, I grew up, all I wanted to do was draw comic books, nothing else. And uh, I still draw comic books on paper. It's the biggest thing I get asked all the time. Do you draw on digital? I can't draw digitally. I can barely turn on a record button. <laughs> I've tried that. And I'm like, man, I got pressed down. I'm going to crack the screen if I draw digitally. I'll be like, wait, why isn't this crack? Oh, crap, my $1,000 iPad is broke because I tried to draw digitally. Um, that is for better men and women to do than I. I am old school. I have reams of paper. Side note, I've never revealed this. This is a great tip. Um, again, just kind of fortuitous things. You read about paper shortages now, you read about all this stuff. I hear guys today going, today's paper sucks. Today's, you know, Bristol board sucks. It's not, you know, as good as the old stuff. In 1995, the printer, we were printing up our paper for the next several years for the studio. I had a studio, I had 60 people on site. We were there for about six, seven years. And they said, how many do you want? I said, I'll take 30,000 sheets. Now, that is a lot of boxes and a lot of paper, but it ensured that my grandkids will be drawing on that paper. Because the studio, I shut the studio down a couple years later, and I have all the paper, and I'm like, now, now, it's above water, so the flood doesn't get me, okay? okay. But, but I have the best paper, and I have the most paper. Like, if a publisher needed paper, they should call me. I'm not going to give it to you, but you should call me just so I can turn you down. Um, the, thing is, the thing is that uh, so, 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 so all I ever wanted to do was draw on a drawn paper. And when I graduated high school, you know, all I heard was my art teacher tell me, there's no future in comic books. What are you doing? He was a guy fresh out of uh, college himself uh, my first year. Uh, he was a first-year teacher my junior and senior year. And I showed him my drawings because in your junior and senior year, you can, uh, back then in the 80s, 1984, 1985, you could um, create your own, you know, uh, curriculum if you were a kid, but, uh, uh, junior or senior. So I said, hey, I want to do these. I want to work on my sequential art. I want to use my hour every day to get better as a comic artist. I'm 16 years old. And he is drawing a uh, picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that looks nothing like <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, as I'm standing here looking over him, and he's trying to deal with this marker. I'm like, oh, that's really bad. Um, and, uh, and he's like, there's no future in comics. You know? And, and he told me that Billy who had won the local art contest drawing some sweet Corvettes, and they were really good Corvettes. But I was drawing, I, I went through that like in my sixth grade art class after school that my mom enrolled me in, because she knew like, at least something will keep him busy. But so, I just remember hearing, there's no future, there's no future. And also my mom, gotta be honest, love you mom, love you Patty, she's wonderful, she's, she's amazing. She'd smack my head, walk by and go, get your head out of a comic book, nothing's gonna come in that. And I'd be like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then when she'd leave, I'd get back to mom. This is parenting in the 70s, by the way. Okay, don't hold it against her. It's the 70s. If you've seen the Wonder Years or the New Wonder Years, that's how we can parent. Get your head out of the car. Ah, sorry, sorry. Um, today I have a put it in jail. But the thing is, um, yeah. I went to a comic convention. The very first you've heard of it, it's called WonderCon. 
WonderCon, the very first year, there, there was a newspaper called the Comic Book Buyer's Guide. And in the Comic Book's Buyer's Guide, they had a double-page ad announcing the first ever WonderCon. And I'm like, wow, look at all this talent, look at all these companies, publishers are going to be there. Publishers, Eclipse Comics had a business but thriving then. Kamiko had a business thriving then. Um, <laughs> Dark Horse Comics, still around. DC, Marvel, obviously. Um, tons of first comics, uh, relevant, out of business now. Um, but I was like, oh, I'll never get this chance. And I've been working on my panels, okay, I've been working on my art, and my friend Hank Canals, K-A-N-A-L-Z, he is my witness. Nothing is better than the witness, because that's what people tell me about my um, website all the time. I bring the receipts, I give you dates, I give you publications, I show you where things came, because so many people are just making shit up. <laughs> I know better than all of this, and I can bring like publications from 1979, 77, 78, 76, 80, and read you an interview, and date it, and show it to you, and take a picture, and show it to you. Hank Canals went on to be a vice president of DC Comics for the last 10 years, before they, you know, did the trap door, and they all fell through it last spring, <laughs> yeah. and they all got laid off. But Hank was there forever, and prior to that, he was at Warner Brothers Parks working on Magic Mountain and all this other stuff, Six Flags. So Hank would have a career in comics as well. We were best buds at the time. We got in the car, he drove, we stayed at my aunt and uncle's, who lived up in San Francisco, and the next day we went to Oakland for the WinterCon. And I had my packets, I had my, you know, samples, and uh, storytelling, all storytelling, no pinups, no covers, wanted to show that I'm a storyteller. So I started at smaller people, you wanna get your courage, right? And really, for the benefit of this, uh, like right here is the small publishers, and then I turned here, and then I went here, and here is like Dark Horse, DC, and Marvel was last, okay? And I started over here at Kamiko, and I said, Hi, my, my, my name's Rob Life. Here's my sample. Not interested. What? I just drove seven hours. Okay, not interested. Not interested. No, we're not looking for new talent. Oh, didn't equate that, okay? Walk a little further to Eclipse. Hi, my name's Rob Latta. Not interested. Go. Too not interested. Shit. Like, <laughs> I'm screwed. Like, if they're not interested, how am I ever going to Marvel and DC? I keep moving down. Literally, Dark Horse, no one's interested. DC Comics, a gentleman named Dick Giordano, a world-class talent, uh, inker, artist, just extraordinaire, when, uh, uh, passed years ago, went on to become an executive editor um, at DC Comics, a publisher. He was sitting on a stool with his suit. He always wore a suit. I approached him at this point. I'm like, no one's hiring me. I'm, I'm not going to even get through the door here. And he says, I'll take a look. I'll take a look at your samples. He looks at me and goes, you know, looks at me and I have something here. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, tell these, I'm going to take these back with me. And we're going to have somebody get back to you about you working for us. But I'm not going to promise you anything here. But I'll take these back. And he put them in his folder. And I'm like, okay, now complete, complete humiliation. But... At that point, I'm so nervous and stressed. I say to Hank, I said, let's just go. This, this has been a hell of a day. Let's just get out of here. And he goes, Rob, go to Marvel. Go to Marvel. It's right there. I said, they're just going to turn me down. This is stupid. I'm totally defeated. And he goes, just go to Marvel. And I said, come on. He goes, Rob. And there's 10 people in the line. Single file. 10 per Okay, Hank, I'll do that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I sat there. Blah, blah, blah. Mark Grunwald, also uh, long since passed. Um, Tremendous writer, editor, legend at Marvel Comics mm -hmm. was reviewing the samples. I'm shuffling up. I'm shuffling up. You're completely bored with the story, but it's almost over. I'm shuffling <laughs> up. I got my 
Samples, I give him the 11 by 17 samples. Right on the hip. And so, you know what I had to lose? I didn't want to wait this line. I'm humiliated, okay? Well, I, I drove all that way from Orange County to San Francisco just to like have zero chance, right? Although Dick Giordano said he's gonna call me. So uh, Mark Grunwald literally flips through the pages like this, goes back to the beginning, flip. I start talking and he goes, talk to me. What's that? I get it. And then he uh, he flips again. And this is a moment I'll never forget in my entire life. Suddenly, because he's sitting, I'm not sitting like Mark Grunwald. Okay, like, I gotta sit and do this. Correct me And he starts to rise. And in my head, a soundtrack is playing. Dun Because across the table comes an arm. A macho show. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. He grabs one and he goes, Welcome to Marvel Comics. Boom! What the hell? How did that happen? Holy shit! Woo! And then it's spring of 1987. And the good Lord said, Right, though, if you don't get into comics now, you're a mess. You're a hot mess. Everybody knew it at your high school. You couldn't, you know, get a good grade to save your life, which is hard when you say to your kids, you gotta get good grades. Don't ever look at mine. Um, then my son one day said, I want to be an actor. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, life of an artist, right? So anyway, uh, I go on to actually be contacted by Dick Giordano at the same time. Marvel contacts me when we get home. I do this mini series called Hawk and Dove. Yeah. You see Alan Richmond and Minka Kelly. They are the Hawk and Dove that we provided you. I did not create Hawk. That is Steve Ditko. Um, but the female, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Female Dove, we have ownership of because Dawn uh, Granger is her own character. Kiesel's and myself crafted a whole new mythology and introduced magic into the entire entirety of the Hawk and Dove com. Um, uh, concept. They were born in like the 60s, one war and peace. We changed that to chaos and order, but it starts selling really good. And you're, you're going to kind of get a through line here that I'm a little bit of a paranoid person, that's true. <laughs> um, the, uh, my, my, I think it serves me well, but my kids will tell you crazy. So, uh, so, 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 so then a call comes one day, and when I mean a call, I mean a rotary phone with a long cord, okay? Again, no kids in here. This didn't exist. Magic internet didn't exist. Rotary phone. Yeah, it took time to call. Oh, or if you're lucky, I can. Touchstone. Phone call kid. Says, hey, Rob, I'm Bob Harris. Bob Harris, I knew from my X-Men comics, just taken over as the editor of X-Men. And the X-Men was my favorite comic. It was everyone's favorite comic. The X-Men outsold everything five to one back in the day. And he said, Rob, this is Bob Harris. Calling from Marvel Comics, I want to talk to you about the X-Men. I put it like, I'm getting crap. Bullshit. This isn't Bob Harris, this isn't the X-Men editor. I said, hey buddy, I, I don't know who you are. I think you're pregnant me. Uh, I don't believe you're Bob Harris from Marvel Comics. He'd never read out, he couldn't see that the number was from the 212 area or whatever. And he goes, are you serious? I, mean, I, I don't believe you, why would I believe you? I don't know who you are. You could be pregnant. me. You could be somebody from DC Comics, like testing me. And he goes, uh, Rob, can I give you my number and, and you can call me and if it answers Marvel Comics, will you believe me? I said, yes, that is good, I will do that. 
So he gives me da 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 da, and I go da 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 da. Hello, Marvel Comics. Oh shit! Man, it's Marvel. And uh, what you do to Bob Harris? Hello. He goes, so you're good now? I go, I'm good. <laughs> says, I love your work at Hockey Dub. I think you're an up and comer. I want to put you on some of these X-Men books. I don't have an opening just yet, but I want to give you some filling stories while we figure it out. So I start doing uh, issue of X-Men and issue of, of X-Factor, and then he comes and says, you need to take over the X-Factor book, because Walt Simonson is leaving. Walt Simonson, god of comic books. Yes. Walt Simonson, one of the best ever, uh, should be on the, the, the freaking Mount Rushmore of comic books, is, is leaving. Would you like to follow him? No. <laughs> I, I would not like to follow him. What? Uh, no, that's a bad move. And I tell people, sometimes you don't want to follow the greatest ever, because everyone's going to go, this stuff. This isn't the greatest ever. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he said, but Rob, the royalties, it's good money. And I'll tell you how good money the money is. A guy named Mark Silvestri, I'd go on to um, start Image Comics with him and some, some friends of mine, right? Mark Silvestri was known as, especially by Todd McFarlane, the richest guy in comics. <laughs> <laughs> He's the richest guy. <laughs> well, the richest guy meant had a house in Malibu working in comic books. And a silver Porsche. How do I know this? I went to his house. You threw a party. We're, we're, we're Southern California homies. I go, Mark Silvestri at the time looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Conan. Long hair. Like, like a fan should be blowing him and watching him. Worked at a gym with a bodybuilder before this. I go to his house. And when I'm in on the water, I mean, if the tide gets too high, his, his house is going. I mean, walk, not, not like house in Malibu and I'm six hills back. No. Uh, you're driving up PCH. You're driving, there's his silver Porsche in 1989, and he has a house in Malibu, and it's badass. And, and, and there's the water right there. I'm telling you, like, like, like he's the first guy down the day after tomorrow, come, right? But, but in the meantime, <laughs> like, it's bitching, like rad. Um, and, and again, richest guy in cars. And, and, and that's because X-Men royalties, okay? Because if you're on the other side of the curtain, you know, what guys do when they're bored is, what do you make? What do you make? What's your rate? What's your rate? How's your royalties? Okay. And uh, so Bob Harris tried to lure me with the crack cocaine of royalties. <laughs> the royalties are so good on X Factor. Um, yeah, I'm going to be seen as not as good as Walt Simonson, no thanks. And he says to me, well, I've got this book called New Mutants. And it's kind of. Woo! But in terms of sales, it was X-Men, Wolverine, X-Factor. <laughs> I know what the sales were when I came on, because again, I get my royalty statements, okay? X-Men's doing a half a million. X-Factor's doing 450,000. Wolverine's doing half a million. New Mutants, now today, oh my gosh, the greatest sales ever. Right. Um, 100,000 for the New Mutants. Uh, baseline, I mean, way behind, 300,000 behind. So, this is one of, you know, Bob Harris, I've been telling the story for 30 years, he's never once contested me. Why? Because it's the truth. It's 100% the truth. He said, if you, we're about to cancel this, Rob, but if you think you can do something to shake the trees, we'll let you on. I said, I can do it. I know what's wrong. I know how to fix it. First of all, everybody in there, it's 1989. I've been, I've been in high school for four years, and everybody knew you just dressing the way they dressed when I got in high school in 1981. No one dresses like Billy Idol. Rebel yell anymore. No one just is like, like a virgin Madonna. Okay? Like, why do all these characters have bows in their hair? And they're wearing leather jackets with bare chests. And they look like, in, like old people are making this comment. Okay? Like, let the young guy on. 
And so I'm in my, you know, at that point, I'm 21, I think, 20. And they say, but, but then I said, and you need a cool leader because uh, these kids just are knocking over the walls. I got this guy named Cable. And uh, I'd like to bring Cable in his book. You negotiated. I said, well, here's the book. Because at the last minute, my editor goes, well, Bob Harris says, Rob, what, what, what do you think? I, I've been having some thoughts. Not crazy about the name Cable. What about Quinn? What if we called him Quinn? I said, we can call him Quinn, and then I won't give him to you, because I won't do it. I'll hold him back, because you signed a new agreement. For this much, blah, blah, blah. Sign. You give him over. I got a stack. Cable, Deadpool, Domino, Shatterstar. Even some clever ones called Forearm, the guy with forearms. Nice. That was one of my more clever ones. <laughs> and, uh, a little woman named Thumbelina. Come on, I was, was I reaching? Um, so anyway, but, uh, but, but so, so they let me introduce Cable, and Cable comes in the comic, and the book starts soaring. And I know this because the comic book store appearances that I was going to, to promote the book that I'd have 20 or 30, suddenly were 100 and 200. And by the time New Mutants 100 comes out, I go to Pomona to get the, to, to, to a store signing, and I can't even park on the parking lot of where the comic store is because there's so many people there. And I spoke to my buddy Marat. Now Marat, I was asking him to come and join me. And I said, you're gonna be here tomorrow? Because I gotta fly back for a wedding. My buddy Marat, uh, who was my assistant at the time, uh, was with me this entire time. But he is not, not here. He was here Thursday and Friday. So I am here solo. Um, but, but so anyway, so we do cable. And we do, we, we introduce Shatterstar and Deadpool and all this stuff, and the mail goes crazy. And I've told this story before, but just like the Mark Gromald story, I gotta tell you the story because it's the best. After New Mutants 98 appears, and there, and so this is called the receipts. Marvel Age, I don't know what it is, but my art's on the cover of Marvel Age, and I'm previewing X Force. I did this interview a few months before X Force comes out. I say in the interview, Deadpool's coming back in issue seven, okay? So before X Force 1 ships, we're telling you he's coming back in issue seven. Why is Deadpool in issue two? Why is he? Why is he in X Force Two? Sold 1.7 million copies. X Force One, five million copies. Deadpool is a trading card in X Force One. He is a backstop. So I love when people go, "Nobody was into Deadpool." Am I supposed to act like I wasn't around and that this book didn't exist? Am I from a different time? Am I a variant? Like, like Logan? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's not my reality. That's not my timeline. My timeline was Bob Harris calling me the week after New Mutants 98 comes out and says to me. Hey, uh, Rob, uh, we, we, we're getting the biggest response to this character than we've ever gotten in a character in the last 15 years. People are going crazy for Dick. I, I need you to put him in the next issue. <laughs> I said, I just mailed him the next issue. I was going to reenact how Marat and I would get FedEx. Um, and you, all the New Yorkers are going to go, life is such a dick. You already think that. So this is going to reinforce To make FedEx, to make FedEx back in the day. At the cutoff at 6 p.m. and get those pages to Marvel, otherwise I miss my deadline and they got a nasty phone call and I get read, but that book should have gotten time for a reason. I had a trick. We had to get leave my office, get on the on-ramp here and go down three freeway on-ramps to get off to FedEx. Well, and it, we always we're doing it in, in, in heavy traffic. Okay? I learned a method. Don't do this. Open your door. Just open your door while you're driving. Open the driver's door. And people are like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Because his door is open. I am. I'm using it as a shield to clear the way. Yeah, I made my deadline. The, the, the most freaky, Rob, you scared the shit out of me whenever you open that door. Because I'm driving 40, 50 miles an hour. Fling the door open. It's like a sword. You want to see people get out of the way? Oh, shit. I got to make my deadline. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Okay, 
Democratic. So, 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 when he says, when he says, when I say I just mailed the next the, the, the issue to you, I mean, come on, man, get those issues in the box and get into FedEx. Because again, there's no scanners. There's no you're scanning and sending a file. That doesn't exist. Sorry if I cursed. Um, the because uh, I'm normally a big family guy, but what the hell? Um, the uh, he says, can you put him in the next issue? I go, just get the next issue. The same guy. Can you put him in one? I go, I can't. There's no room. We're jam packed. Issue 100 came out and it went back to press three times. Some of you guys, some of you guys brought me the super rare bronze reprint, which I never see. But New Mutants had no gimmicks. People say, what's your favorite? What's your biggest achievement? New Mutants 100. We had reshaped the team, reformatted it. We're about to launch as X-Force in five months. It has no scratch and sniff, no acetate cover, no glow in the dark shit, no pullout. It's just a comic book. That's it. That's it. No gimmicks. That's it. It's a comic book. It's written and drawn. It's a story that's entertaining. And to this day, guys, like Robert Kirkman, forgive me, Robert, I mean, when, <laughs> when Strass took off his helmet and he was cable, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's music to my ears. He told me that when I first met him. Jeff Johns told me the same. I'm like, okay, do you want to make me feel older? Because you guys are old, and you're telling me that you liked this when you were young, so I must be really old. But a generation of guys were rocked and shocked by that comic, and that's my greatest achievement. We went back to press three times, we sold a million copies of New Mutants 100. And that's when I think Marvel said, we got something here. But the reason Deadpool's in number two is I moved him all the way up from seven to two. And, and he's half the book. It's like, hey everybody, hi, you're buying X-Force, but Deadpool's back and he's taking up the first 12 pages of the comic because you guys loved him. You guys put him there. That is true. I know what it means when they say by demand because the fans demanded it. They demanded that Deadpool become a main feature player, which is why, which is why he's in X-Force. Uh, uh, four and five and seven and ten and became a major player alongside Cable, alongside the whole team. Um, so to commemorate this amazing occasion, in November, Marvel let me do a 30th anniversary uh, edition. And um, I took pages with me on vacation. I got a head start. I made sure it rocked. It sucked. I hope to God you buy it. I hope there's a copy for you to buy. It is Amazing, because I'm my own biggest fan, okay? Yeah. You see me pat myself on the back today a couple times? Yeah, here, I'll do it again, right here. Oh, oh God, you're so great! Well, anyway, <laughs> the internet tells me that I suck. And then I go, I don't suck. I, I live my life. I know it doesn't suck. My life is awesome. But, you know, um, it, it's fun to battle against the, the internet madness. But um, here I am, and I'm so happy that you guys have showed up and that you enjoy my work. And we're going to commemorate that. Uh, I did 30 Deadpool covers this last year for Marvel. 30 for 30. I think the last six are on their way. Uh, there's a Deadpool Shang-Chi. There's a Deadpool uh, Black Widow. There's a Deadpool Ghost Rider that is awesome. I'm going to tell you. I basically drew that cover of my son's graduation. What are you talking about? Okay. So, I go to church and I go to functions that I have to go to. Okay? And I always bring a sketchbook. And some of my sketchbooks are this big. You never know I have it. They're, they're, they're literally, they, they, and they sell them small. If you've been arts and stores, you know they've got my little pocket. So, my son had a big class. Long water class, okay? I mean, <laughs> so I'm kind of bored by the service, and my kids don't mind. My, my, my other two were there, Penny and my wife and I. And I'm sketchy. He's like, I gotta home and draw this Ghost Rider. Get, get for And I just realized that I can't draw the Ghost Rider I thought. I went back and looked at the email. Oh, crap, it's that Ryan's guy. I gotta draw that. I'm totally off. So I'm gonna start. Well, spite me. I couldn't get right. 
And then I said, you know, I'm just going to do two big heads. One looking this way, one looking this way. I'll put a knife in Deadpool's mouth. I'll put a gun. You know. It came out awesome. The colors went, I will make this great. Boom, it's great. It comes out in a couple weeks. You, you tell me if I was uninspired by being at my kid's graduation. And, uh, <laughs> and he made me find out that I did this there at that time. Uh, I went home, blew it up. I blew everything up and did 11 by 17. But the bottom line is, here's the deal. I have been doing this for 34 years. I absolutely love, 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 love drawing comics. Um, no matter how many royalties I get or whatever big deal, I will be drawing comics until I die. I will be hunched over on a table, God willing, when I die, having a pen in my hand, and my wife will be like, he said he was gonna do this. He said he was gonna die in this table, okay? Because um, I am gonna die drawing comics. Now, uh, that's the most I can really uh, share with you. Uh, all my drugs feel like they're leaving my system right now. <laughs> so much powder left, she left the hotel room. I used it all before I got here. Um, I can answer your questions if you like. Do you think you'd have a question? Maybe maybe you want to know how, how tall Ryan Reynolds really is, how short Roland is, okay? Um, no, um, is Jake Gyllenhaal really that good looking? Yes. Um, so, uh, so, so if you have questions, uh, I'll just point at you if you raise your hand, and I'll let you ask a question. But if it's a rude question, I'm recording it. And I, I reserve the right to chew your ass out. Okay, um, yes sir, go ahead. Oh, I guess you have to come in down to these mics. They tell me I'm being pointed that you can come to a mic and have a nice mic like I have a nice mic. Uh, and if your name is Mike, let me know that because I'd like to know that Mike is standing at a mic. Okay, okay. what's up, is your name Mike? Okay, well, that sucks. <laughs> Say what? What led me to create Deadpool is five episode observations that you should download and listen to. Yes. That's five hours, and I don't have five hours. But please, my podcast kicks all sorts of ass. And yeah. And a five-part Deadpool creating, if you want to know all of it, listen to that. That is the best thing I can give you. Um, but honestly, I just want to draw Spider-Man. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, just take five episodes. <laughs> Uh, he's Spider-Man with guns and swords. They're like, whatever, dude. Go with God. Cable's working for us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, are you serious? Are you lying? Can you show me ID? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike is at the mic. Yes, those are great. Are there any... Has he teamed up with Moon Knight? No. Has he teamed up with Peter Porker, the Spider Ham? <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, that's what we need. We need that stuff, okay? Because honestly, don't you know? Okay, I did a podcast on this the other day. The movies have now completely caught up with the comics, where they've realized, oh, the audience will totally fall for it. There's a hole in the sky, and some shit falls out, and they go, I'm from somewhere else. And it's like, yeah, let's have adventures. They can do anything now. There is no, Into the Spider-Verse was so advanced, okay? Like, it, I'm like, wait, in comics they used to go, stop, reader. Let's explain why X, Y, and Z are existing on the same plane. It's because this dimension, and then Into the Spider-Verse, they just go, yeah, here they come. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, alterations, what's up? Let's fight together. Let's pose and freeze and battle make Kid and Ben. Um, so, Moon Knight, Spider-Ham, who else we got? I don't know. He has so many. Uh, worst thing I ever did was turn that book down. They offered me dead to a team up, and I turned it down, and I lived to regret it because I would have. Oh, I should have done it. I should have done it. I did Deadpool 4 later and gave you Lady Deadpool and Dogpool and all those great. Thank you. Thank you. So there's my answer. You will 
came from the 80s because you're cosplaying as someone from the 80s. Hi, Nubia from, okay. uh, from Cartoon Network stuff. Uh, Got it. My question is, for, for Deadpool, um, I was a huge fan of um, the comic books as well, and also the, the movies for Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, from Ryan Reynolds. Um, my question is, do you know, do you happen to have any details on Deadpool 3? Oh, sure, I'll share them all with you right now! Where's the sniper that's gonna shoot me? I'm totally okay. Let me tell everyone about Deadpool 3 right now, Ryan and Kevin. Okay, <laughs> I drove them crazy on Deadpool 1 and 2. I got calls all the time. You don't know that you have lived life until the president of Fox Studios, rest in peace, Fox Studios, um, <laughs> the president calls you and you're out by the phone. You're like, what shit? This guy makes like 10 million years. Call me. Like, to tell me, like, uh, Mr. Lightbulb, can, 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 can we make you happy? Can, 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 we, can we solve this? So, yeah. Disney's more ruthless, okay? Yeah. They're buying shit for 70 billion. Hey, Fox! 70 billion! And we won't make a damn thing for five years because we're not rich! Um, I am stalked all the time. Somebody in here is pointing to somebody right now. I don't know who they are because they're undercover. So I would love to tell you that. I can't. I, I value my life. Thank you. <laughs> Great shirt. Great shirt. What's up, buddy? My name's Jack, I'm from New Jersey. Okay, Jack. Um, I guess my question for you, uh, obviously a big fan of your work. Thank you, sir. Of course, I just wanted to know, like, any, like, stories or characters in the past in particular that inspired your style on creating comics? Um, yeah, everybody I ever grew up reading inspired me. Like, uh, like I, I tell my kids, like, I hear a Bruno Mars song, and I go, you know, he's getting that from Prince. And they go, who's Prince? And I go, yeah, yeah. That, that's Michael Jackson. You can still say Michael Jackson in certain... Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like, you know, we, we wear, I wear my, um, all of my influences on my sleeve. Always have. I like the people who are open about it and say, yeah, I'm, I'm influenced by this. Directors, okay? Um, there's, there's scenes in Star Wars in 1977 that George literally took from World War II pictures and, and instead of biplanes, they became TIE fighters, you know? And, he, and he's not scared to show you that on a documentary. So this is what inspired me. Or, or the Hidden Fortress, the Japanese film that inspired kind of the structure. So, look, everybody, Jack Kirby, Art Adams, Paul Smith, John Byrne, um, everybody who I was growing up, we were all trying to, to be those guys. My peer group, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, Erica, we were all trying to be the guys we grew up loving. Uh, I did a podcast recently with Eric Larson, and he kind of outlined the same thing, the guys who influenced him. Um, stories, now I'm just trying to keep it interesting. Like, I mean, um, I, I saved, on X-Force 30th, there was a double pager. I won't tell you who it is, but I set it to the side because I said, I don't know that I can waste a double pager exploiting this character. I may need that for story pages. And then I got to the very end. I knew how the story was going to end, but I always leave an opening to give myself a twist. Because at the end of New Mutants 100, for about several weeks, that was a woman taking the helmet off that I had always envisioned when I introduced because Cable and Strife are introduced both in New Mutants 87. So the big reveal, I was going to say, you just haven't been able to tell that she's a woman underneath all that armor. It was a good, but then I went, no, I'm going to go with this alternate cable. And I think I chose correctly. Well, at the end of this X-Force 30th, the last three pages um, I did about a month ago uh, were completely improvised. And then I knew that I had time to do that big shot with that double picture. So I went back and did that. So story-wise, I always keep something at the end so that I can maybe provide a twist 
or something cool. And honestly, X-Force 30 is like a throwback comic. It's big, it's got tons of action. It really is like a storming the beach of Normandy. X-Force is getting together to kill Strife one last time. And it's not just X-Force, and it's not just Deadpool, it's five Deadpools, five cables, all from different timelines, pulling them in to, um, I, since, I, since I left, when I left in the early 90s, I wanted to do a story called The Five Cables. And I did it, that's this X-Force 30 story, but I added a twist. And I hope you enjoy it, and that's a long answer to a short question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's up, buddy? Hi, Rob. My name's Nick. So, I've been sitting here listening to your story, and uh, I've realized you and I kind of have similar stories, and I also want to make stories I grow up, except instead of drawing my anime. Okay. So I'm going to school for that, and uh, I feel like there's no one better to ask the question. What's kind of step one? Where do, we, where do I go from when I leave school? Okay, well, um, that's a great question, Alice. You guys have the very best time ever to make something happen for yourself because of social media. Um, you have a voice and an outlet that guys like me didn't have. Back then, maybe if they all turn me down, 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 okay? Maybe then I just go, I'm gonna upload. I'm gonna upload and show how good I am to an audience. And maybe you buy a boosted post, maybe you gotta buy eyeballs, okay? But if you are able, if you have talent and you need to get that talent out there, social media is going to be your very best in marketing. People don't market. So many people just think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. The reason the image guys are the image guys, my, my, my fellow image founders, we were loud and obnoxious and we kicked down doors and we took the risk that people wouldn't like us. You know, um, did they not make a trailer? I, I swear I watched it 10 times. I'm on my, my I, I ride a bike every morning because if not, I'm going to go crazy. Stationary bike for the last 30 years, and I'm watching, and I go on my YouTube, and I got to see the Adele trailer to Tom Brady going back to the Patriots, okay? Oh my gosh, hello, and it's got Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady looking, oh, like, I'm back, and I saw that a million times, because I'm like, this is marketing to me, they are marketing this, I said to my wife, it's going to be the number one rated Sunday Night Football game of all time, boom, number one rated Sunday Night Football game of all time, because they took what they had, and they said, we can actually add some volume. Get Adele. If you go on YouTube, it says Tom Brady, Adele. So, so you get, you get the best of both worlds. What's it marketing? Just a football game. No, it wasn't. It was a football game that they probably asked a lot more money and got a lot more money for those ads and it got a ton of eyeballs. My wife's like, I'm going to root for Tom Brady. I'm like, I hope they kill him. <laughs> um, so, 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 he's too good looking. Okay? He's too good. That's what I hope. He's amazing. He's outstanding. And, and be that success. <laughs> so I, I don't really think you got to get that, but I need some gems there. Okay, you got to get it. You got to. You got to drive like I did seven hours to an unknown situation and put, you know, and let it all hang out. But today you can do it all, all over the internet. I mean, dude, how many TikTok stars are born every day? I don't know. I'm not on TikTok. Thank God. Um, <laughs> my kids are, and they're like, oh, Tutti Fruity is the biggest thing ever. I'm like, who's Tutti Fruity? Oh, she broke out last year. I don't know who Tutti Fruity is, but she has three million followers, and they, she, she's got a shoe deal. Okay. Market yourself, market, but you have to have talent, and you're telling me you have talent, so it should be easy. There you go. <laughs> yes, sir, what's up? Uh, my name is Christian. Hello, uh, Christian. I love your work as well. Um, Thank you, sir. And I just wanted to ask, like, what's your, what was your favorite part of working on Deadpool and like, other Marvel characters? I know that's a big question. You know what, okay, so here's the deal. I, I gotta be honest, the thing about New Mutants, there was um, free fall, and somebody said, oh, like, oh, are you trying to say? I always love this shit. So that's right before I delete you and block you for life. Um, I'll read your result. Um, and then I will evict you from my existence. Whoa. I just understand why people do this, but I, I get it. Are you trying to say that, like, 
your achievement was better because you didn't have Spider-Man and Wolverine. Uh, duh. Um, uh, if you, Wolverine was the number one character in comics. Number two character was Spider-Man at the time. If you got to draw them, you got a one-up on everybody. In New Mutants 94 and 95, I crossed over Wolverine with the New Mutants. I had to wait three months. The minute I got the job, I put in, could we have cable? I want a story. I have a backstory. I have a backstory of Wolverine. Wolverine's my favorite character of all time. Well, we have to wait and get this approved. Took three months to get approved, okay? Um, and then, so then we were able to slot it. I came out in 87, 88, 89, 90. By the time 90 was out, we got approved, so then we put it in 94 and 95. Um, but I just liked filling the book with my ideas in a desperate effort to take the challenge up. If you don't get the sales up, we'll cancel this. And, and they never had a job for me. My career wasn't over, but it was a challenge. It was a challenge. The thing I forgot about the New Year's 98, crap, I forgot to tell the story. It's the best part of the story. I lost track. It's the deal. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> They sent me, did you say, um, oh, um, they, I, he hates when I do the drug stuff. Um, the, uh, the, the thing is, um, they sent me the mail. This is Rob, we're sending you the New Mutants 98 fan mail. I love telling this story. Because I, Marat was there. We had a loft in downtown Brea in Orange County, and the UPS guy visited, and one day, um, literally, like, like my publicist, uh, he brought luggage on the plane that I swear there's two people in. Um, it's so big. I was, okay, Lil Nas X was on our flight, and they had a hundred pieces of luggage. And I turned to my publicist and I said, Paul, there's bodies in those bags. I've seen the Americans, they carved them up and put them in those suitcases. And like, that's, and people are in these, I mean, hi, my luggage is as tall as me, this is the person. Um, and then he says, you haven't seen my luggage. Holy shit, this was bigger. He brought two people in his bag. Why am I telling you this? UPS shows up with a box bigger than me. A cardboard box, and I swear to you, I will never forget this. I said, hot damn. You know how movie studios like buy a like, car? Well, they used to. When you open a movie, they say, we bought you a Ford, we bought you a Ferrari. I thought they bought me a washer dryer. I'm like, I got a washer dryer. I, my mom and dad buy washer dryers. I know how big they are. And I'm like, holy shit, this box is huge. I didn't see the guy, he just honked as he drove. I didn't see, if I had seen how light it was, I, I would have known that it was a washing dryer. But I was standing up there, just ding dong, and I'm, I'm, I'm walking around this box. Oh, I'm getting a gift from Marvel. Rad, ripped it open, nothing but fan Like, pour it over my head, like, let's make a deal. Like, like you know, confetti falling on me. I read each and every one of those letters. Deadpool's my new favorite anything ever. I love Deadpool. Da, da, da. He's like Spider-Man with guns and swords. Ding, 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 ding. Right into it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so the thing is, because here's the deal. Here's the deal. And, and, and I'm going to answer that guy. It's in the podcast. McFarlane is a uh, great competitor. And he's a bit of a taunter. And he would be back in, back in the day. He's like, Rob, you're drawing the hair and the eyes and the eyebrows and the teeth and the nose and, 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 and the stubble. <laughs> Loops for eyes and some webs and called it a day. Like the close up of Spidey, and I'm done. And you're drawing seven kids and balancing out. And I'm like, that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. So now they're going to let me write and draw new eats? Right on. My first issue, I got a Spider Man too. <laughs> Bunghole. Okay, so I got two big loops and a circle, but no webs. Well, okay. This is called um, juvenile competitiveness. And I'm still engaging in it. And I'm 54. I have a serious problem, okay? But, uh, but that is the birth of, and I told this story to Tim Miller, 
who directed Deadpool, and he goes, so, Rob, are you telling me that I should credit Todd McFarlane with the creation of Deadpool? Is that it? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, competitive edge, competitive edge. I'm like, I get what you're saying. He was seriously taunting because it's true. You want, you want to draw Cable's face or Spider-Man's face? You want to draw Spider-Man's face. There's no answer that says Cable. You want to do faster and go have a life and have lunch with your wife and go to the zoo or whatever you do? Um, Spider-Man's a much easier character to draw than, again, a bunch of kids with faces. So, game, set, match. Boom! Okay, so, uh, that's your answer. I don't, I don't know if I answered it. Okay. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Yep. Hi, Rob. Hello. You're Rob? Yes. Okay, good. Don't rob me. Sorry. I'm guy. I'm guy. Sorry. So it looks like that rumor of X-Force movie, uh, since the merger. You don't have to confirm or deny any rumor about that sniper's. I talked to Josh Golden today. Just saying. Hypothetically, Turn calls you up says, you're in charge of the X-Force movie. Which characters are in it and who are you casting? I say, can you call Drew Goddard and uh, use that script that he wrote three years ago that everyone was really excited about? But Josh Bowen, like, I can't wait to play Cable and Stripe. Let's use that. Let's just shoot that. Drew Goddard is, um, Google him, because you haven't heard him because you're too used to saying the word Russo. Um, but there's always, no, that's not an insult. It's just the names fall. The culture, I've got kids. I see what kids elevate. My kids don't know who the hell Francis Ford Coppola is. They've never heard of God. I go, watch The Godfather. I'm too busy watching Squid Game. Okay. okay. Um, so, so don't see an all-time thought. I watched Squid Game too. Loved it. Called it. My wife, my kids, I said, that, that guy is not who he says he is. He's that guy. And, and then I didn't know how much they liked another movie, which I won't say, which gives it away. But anyway. Um, my, look, look. The, Drew Goddard is a super talented guy. He was on tap to write and direct that movie. Everybody was excited. I'd just say, Kevin, let's green light that. That was, look. The reason Deadpool survived, I'll give you a story. I won't say whose name he is. San Diego, 2016. Okay, do you guys think, did you pick up in the press that Marvel and Fox had a rivalry before Marvel bought Fox? Yes, yes or no? Yes. Okay, it was, it, was, it was nasty. See, I was in both worlds. I'll take this nice divider right here. I was one foot Marvel, one foot Fox. Because I get participation in Deadpool, so you're going to call me, hey, what's up, yeah. And then Mark's like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. So, every San Diego, for the last 12 years, me and eight buddies go to a restaurant on preview night of San Diego, which is Wednesday. And then um, we always, like it's our annual kind of love fest. One of them is a Marvel exec. He walks in in 2016. How am I doing on time? Am I, am I done? Fifteen minutes. I got so much to say. Um, you don't like the story. I'm saying he's the last one in. Marvel executive walks into 2016. That is five months after Deadpool's made 800 million dollars at the box office with an R rating, which people do not understand. Let me sidebar here. My son is embarrassed of Deadpool because his dad had something to do with it. Okay? He's 16 and he doesn't want to. I invite him to a. I buy him a theater. I invite all our friends and some fans from a store. He's like, I want to take a picture with you, huh? I'm so embarrassed. Okay, I love him, he's great, but he's doing teenager things, okay? And, uh, well, that was um, the Wednesday before the movie came out, and then the movie comes out. And then he goes, hey, mom and dad, can you, can you, take, can, can you take me and my buddies to the theater? I go, what are you going to see? We're going to go see Deadpool. We're going to go see Deadpool? You're 16! You're not going to get in to see Deadpool. No, I think we can. Nick says he can get us in. Three of his friends are named Nick. 
okay? Um, so, so I'm like, uh, which Nick? No, um, but, but literally three Nicks. Um, and, 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 and so him and his buddies, and I go, okay, well, his, my, his mom and I drive him to the AMC, and there's a freaking line. And I go, that's for Deadpool. Do you know that Fox was actually totally nervous about, um, I love the first one. What's the Ben Stiller movie that came out the same weekend as, um, uh, with the Blue Steel? Um, Zoolander? Zoolander 2. They were nervous about Zoolander 2. I said, don't be nervous about Zoolander 2. We have Deadpool. These studios, they sweat everything, okay? So I'm like, that line isn't for Zoolander 2, okay? Well, we dropped Luke off, and I said, Luke will come and pick you up. Yeah, okay? R-rated movie. This is why. We go get him at 9.30. Movie's over. Oh, Dad, my, my, my friends love Deadpool. Oh, my gosh, Dad. People love the movie. It's so great. I go, yeah. So how'd you get in? Um, yeah, they wouldn't let us. So we got back in line. We bought we bought tickets for Zoolander too. We, we snuck in. <laughs> Pulled over the car. What? You gave Zoolander two Deadpool's money? What? I'm like, and trust me, Fox goes. So we opened 150 million dollars with with a giant portion unaccounted for that went to Ben Stiller. Whatever that opening number for Ben Stiller, cut that in half and give that to us. Um, so that is, so R rating, R rating, that's hard. You guys don't believe this. The first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie with Tony Stark, Downey Jr., all the bells and whistles, Vulture, Michael Keaton, made less domestically than Deadpool 2. I mean, I'm Deadpool number one. One year later, first Tom Holland coming out of Civil War, Spider-Man, Homecoming, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Made less than Deadpool domestically, okay? So Deadpool was on the rise, surging. So now, executive, my buddy, comes into the dinner, sits down, he goes, congratulations, asshole. That's what he called me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, uh, because you and Deadpool, now we're going to have to pay Fox like $50 billion. They've found a way through. And I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, he goes, come on, they're like on their hands and he's stumbling around trying to find how to make the X-Men work. And now they found it. We're screwed. <laughs> we gotta pay so much money now to Fox. I'm like, okay. I didn't think it was, I didn't, I didn't think it was serious. But, um, so, I don't know what your question was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Deadpool did good. And, uh, and, and, and it was fun with Fox. And I would say make the Drew Goddard. And they're really ruthlessly competitive. And the reason Deadpool survived, now I'm back on track, the reason Deadpool survived is because of you guys. You, you showed up and saw him, even with R ratings. Our both movies, R rated. Uh, you know, the weekend it opened, it went to the billion dollar franchise. And I knew Ryan is too humble to say it. So I said, I will say it, and he will retweet it. And I said, boom, just like that, Deadpool is a billion dollar franchise. Retweeted 30 seconds later. <laughs> that's right. Brian's like, that's my boy. I got a billion dollar franchise. Because that's a big deal in Hollywood, right? I mean, so, so look, uh, Deadpool's got a bright future because everybody and their mother. Like, didn't he do like a video with a guy that's a pile of rocks? Um, yep. 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes to talk slower. Um, um, what's his name? Cor. Oh, which is the best part? Um, follow that dream. Realize that dream. It was the funniest, that was hilarious. Nobody saw that coming. But that was like his first kind of entry into Marvel and everyone lost their, they lost their craziness over what is really a trailer for Free Guy. That has Deadpool and Korg. Right. Like your Marvel Fox universe jammed together and they should because Free Guy is outstanding. My, honestly, people it's, all good. it's my favorite Ryan Reynolds movie. 
Okay, so, so, sorry Deadpool, I love you too, but Free Guy, I was on the floor when he has the Hulk hands and the shield, and Chris Evans, brilliant, brilliant, with the whole movie, I cried at the end. Who's that guy? He dies in the bridge, he goes, I had a good life. I'm like, my wife's like, he crying? I'm, I'm crying, Free Guy! <laughs> Touch me deep! Um, his friend, his friend, they didn't use him enough, he was great. Anyway, I have more than answered your question, I'm sure. You're tired, go sit down, I'm gonna keep doing this. Let's get uh, X-Force movie uh, trending, everybody, for Twitter. Okay, let's do it. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. People have been over here? Yeah. What? I'm sorry? Scooby-Doo, I'll be back. Um, okay, what's up? How's it going? Good. So, one of my favorite comics is Deadpool Kills the Marvel Are you kidding me? That's right. I just heard that's right. I don't know. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Great. Yeah. How did it feel seeing your character literally kill everyone? I loved it. <laughs> I loved it so much. I said, Marvel, can I put me and Stan on the cover with Deadpool killing everybody? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, and that's available on my table. Or I'll be signing right after this. Um, anyway, um, no, no, I, I loved it. I, 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 look, anytime, those kills books, I think, didn't Punisher kill the Marvel Universe too? Um, yeah. Look, those are great ideas. They're great, giant. So, so here's, here's the deal about Deadpool. I did a book called them for them called Deadpool Bad Blood. The reason I'm telling you this is I'm like, well, I want to call up Marvel and make sure I'm not offending anybody with any of my story choices. So I called, and the grand poobah of Marvel Comics said, Rob, Deadpool has no continuity. Just do whatever you want. We, we don't really believe that he has a set continuity because nothing would work if we did because he's killing the universe and he's going up in space. And so just do whatever you want. I'm like, <laughs> no, it, it was variants before variants. Like, who gives a crap, Deadpool? So I love when he kills the Marvel Universe. I love when he faces off against other Marvel characters. And again, like, if you, I mean, honestly, I'm sure that Brian's like, can I have Chris Evans? No. Can I have, no. Can I have, can I have Korg? Yes. <laughs> um, hey, Taika. Yes, Ryan. <laughs> um, but, but when you see, if you see Mark Ruffalo Hulk out and Deadpool walks in, you're gonna lose your crap, right? Yeah. I, see, I, I ended that. I almost said, and I said crap. Um, <laughs> you're gonna lose it, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna lose it. We're all gonna lose it because because it's become this new holy crap. When will Deadpool? When will Fox characters? I gotta be honest. I'm still holding out for Hugh Jackman because I love Hugh Jackman so much. Like, he doesn't have to worry about, oh, I have my hands on that. 
No, because I was shocked in the second movie how little of handsome Ryan yeah. you got. He's in it for like 60 seconds. He's mostly like pepperoni face. <laughs> I'm like, he can show up and, and, and shoot those scenes and, and, and like never have to worry about getting old. Because, and in that time, how many, like, we're gonna have 100 Spider-Man by the time he gives up Deadpool, okay? And literally, Hugh Jackman, I think, has been like Wolverine longer than the Batman's and the Spider-Man. It's just uncanny how some of these guys, and it's to their credit, stay the character while we see all these rotating. It's my way of complimenting Ryan. I'm trying to compliment Ryan. So I'm gonna move on. I'm complimenting Ryan. I need to get you a question. Thank you very much. You're very nice. Um, and, and, and I'm sure I have five minutes. Do I have five minutes? Yes. Or have I already ticked down? Yes. All right. All right. Uh, I'm so sorry I ignored you. I'm sorry, Scooby. I'll, I'll, I'll get you last. Okay, go ahead. All right. Alex from New Jersey, wondering. Um, they Hi, said Alex. That you have to write from experience. Um, what experience have you written in for Deadpool that you're really proud so of? So I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I was able to write an asshole with you. Because I'm an asshole. Um, yeah. I, you know, people, I, you know, people, they try and like, Marvel said, well, what do you think his personality is? I go, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. Um, and if, tell me that when you see the movies, it's not, tell me in the cartoons and in the games. Okay. Um, okay, I do want to story. So the Deadpool game comes out, 2014. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And my kids have just finished practice. I pick them up. We go to Taco Tuesday because it was a Tuesday. And we go to GameStop. And I'm going to get that damn R-rated game because I'm so excited. I'm not going to wait for my comp copy. And I go to GameStop, and now it's 6 p.m. It's like I said, my kids are already at the basketball practice. And I go up, and my kids are looking, my kids are big video game heads. And I was going to have my, I don't play video games, but my sons do. So I'm going to have them play this already video game. Until their mom says, he can't play that anymore, which happened. But buying <laughs> the game, I get up to the counter, and I said, I would like to own Deadpool video game. And the guy goes, oh, sir, um, uh, okay, well, uh, can you wait right here? I'm going to the manager. What I do? I just walk in the door. I want the Deadpool game. <laughs> Andrew goes, ah, oh, sure, sir. I see you got kids here, and you're gonna buy this uh, this Deadpool game, and uh, it's been a real big problem with us all day long. We've uh, we've had moms returning the game all day. It's uh, very offensive. He's uh, very crude. I don't, I'm not aware if you're aware. I said, I'm aware. I just, I just want the game. <laughs> so I just, I just want to make sure you get the, you get the full warning because because uh, we're getting a lot of a lot of you know all the all the game stops are getting a lot of trouble. And my youngest son goes, he created Deadpool, can you set the game? <laughs> okay, and then I'm like, what? And I'm like, all right, Eric, you're going to Google me when I left there. You saw, that's my license, that's me. Can I buy the game? Um, then I go home, and the first two levels, I'm good, I'm good. It would never get this game passed today now. But 2014, Lord, things that would get things canceled. There's a girl in a string bikini in the game. I'm describing what happens. I'm sitting on my couch watching my son get to every different level. Well, he gets to the level where Deadpool sees the girl in the bikini and the camera is going in on her chest. And then his hands are going in as he's going to feel it. And my wife goes, what are you doing? And I'm, oh, oh, I'm just having Luke play the Deadpool game, honey. Turn that off. And uh, I had a friend come over the next weekend. He's my age to finish the game so I can see it. Um, but, um, I think I have experience. So there you go. Um, one, one more here. Hi, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to go as fast as I can, but your shirt is great, look at that, yeah, okay. <laughs> what was it like uh, finally getting a game for Deadpool, and what was it like getting the two movies printed as well? Um, it's fantastic, it's great, so we went and saw uh, the new James Bond the other night, which I love, go see it, two-thirds of it is the greatest action movie I've ever seen, oh my god, Anna Diarmas, that's the sentence, holy crap, she should have her own spin-off, 
But my hostess goes, you know, this is where the two premiere was to my wife and I. And I'm like, oh crap, I remember going up these mile high, like, like it's an escalator that you think you're going to the moon. Like it's so high. And, um, and so we went and saw it there, and it, and it reminded me, and that was so exciting. Because Deadpool 1, we didn't really get a premiere. We got like a backyard premiere, like, we're on one screen in this theater down here. We're calling a fan screening. We got one skip and repeat. Celebrate Deadpool. I got one minute. So to go to Deadpool 2, where you're like, oh, there's money now. Like, we have a giant premiere that takes over this whole place. Two stories. So it was awesome. And just hanging out with Josh and Ryan and Sasha and seeing your characters come to life, there is nothing like it, especially for mm -hmm. video games. Thank you. Yeah, I said it for Tiana as I'm walking away. What's your question? Make this quick. Uh, how different would your life be if you got a job for DC instead of Marvel? Well, I did, and I turned that into a job for Marvel. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> okay, everybody, thank you for giving me your time. I appreciate it so much. I'm sorry that I got out like a lunatic. Have a great show. Thank you. Woo! So there you guys have it. I hope you enjoyed that uh, live panel recording. Uh, just again, a lot of information in there. I hope you enjoyed it. So many people asked those same questions that I thought this would be a great primer and, and I thought it was a fun panel and I'm, I, hope, I hope you guys really enjoyed it as much as I did, as the audience did. But as you guys know, at the end of every episode, we read your reviews. We need your reviews. We need your support, your subscriptions, your five-star ratings, your your positive reviews. It is It is, if you haven't noticed, the podcast world is so crowded and we're just trying to keep up. We're just trying to keep up. Not even so much stand up. We're just trying to keep up. So thank you for these. I appreciate them so much. I'm going to read uh, two that were just posted uh, last week. This really generous um, called The Best Podcast from Dan Wessel, W-E-S-S-E-L, Dan Wessel. Thank you so much for doing this show. My son turned me on to this podcast and I started listening regularly bouncing from early to current episodes. It is such a good time remembering my youth through your stories and realize that he is now living these days. Uh, that he is living these days now. Sorry. You speak with such enthusiasm and joy for comics that I forget that you aren't just a legendary creator. What? An artist. You are a fan like the rest of us. You got me so excited that I bought the Project Pegasus Compendium. My son and I were fighting over it <laughs> the first night. Thank you for this recommendation and for doing this, the best podcast. Thank you, Dan. You're very kind. Yes, I will always, always uh, remain and am the biggest fan of the comic book medium and all the ideas and creators and concepts and stories. So thank you so much for that. I'm glad your son and you are fighting over Project Pegasus. That's exciting. And here from uh, from from signed Chukalana. Say C-H-O-O-K-A-L-A-N-A. Chukalana. The best comics podcast, period. Wow. Getting a lot of you guys uh, excitement today. Thank you. No one has the enthusiasm and joy that Rob expresses doing these shows. He has the insider knowledge, but more importantly, he's a fan of the medium. His recommendations are always spot on, and he always gives me something new to read that I may have missed. The only downside is we don't get these shows every day. Amazing show, Rob. Thank you. Hey, I'm working on that. Maybe, maybe we'll get to one week where I do a, a daily. It won't be regularly, but I have definitely been considering that. So thank you, Chukalana. Thank you for your great recommendations. You guys, thank you for leaving these great reviews. 
I love reading them on the air and sharing the same enthusiasm uh, with everybody that you're in share, that you're sharing with me. Thank you for listening, subscribing, spreading the word. I appreciate it so much. I always have. I always will. I am all over social media. On Twitter, you can find me at Robert Liefeld, R-O-B-E-R-T-L-I-E-F-E-L-D, the full name at Robert Liefeld on Twitter. Blue check. It's really me that identifies that it's, I'm not the phony with the misspelled name and the weird, you know, I'm not going to ask you for you to wire money into my bank accounts like these fake accounts do. Weird. So weird. Instagram. I am at Rob Liefeld. Same thing. Blue check. It's really me. I'm not going <laughs> to call and solicit you. Uh, again, you, you you don't understand how crazy these, these fake accounts get. They, they, they're nuts. So uh, I'm all over Facebook. I'm in so many, many groups. Where can you find me? Planet of the Apes, Land of the Lost, Logan's Run. <laughs> All sorts of comics groups. Love hanging out with you guys. Love talking with you. Love exchanging ideas. And uh, just so privileged to have that direct to listener access. And uh, really fun. So you guys, uh, we'll be back here again with a brand new episode. And uh, you know that this is the time of the show where I ask you for a commitment. And you are going to give that commitment to me. And that is that you are going to take care of yourselves. Okay? You're going you're gonna to take care of yourselves mentally, spiritually, physically. Okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your word for that. And uh, you're going to stay safe. And we are going to talk again real soon.